Praise the Lord, everybody! Oh, oh, oh. Okay, if you've never been in a service with me before, here's how it goes, okay? I jump out here and I say as loud as I can, praise the Lord, everybody! And then it's your job to leap to your feet and scream back at me, praise the Lord! Now you shout it so loud that that drippy thing in the back of your throat goes, all right, can you handle this? Here we go. Praise the Lord, everybody! Oh, we were so close. That was pretty good. There's a few drippy things, though, not moving. Let's try it one more time. Do you think you can hit that top notch? Praise the Lord. Here we go. If you stand up, it helps your lungs, okay? And adults, I hate to, kids don't listen, okay? Adults, I hate to tell you this, but the kids are looking at you to see if this is cool or not, okay? Please help me out and help them out. All right, here we go. Ready? Praise the Lord, everybody! Wow! That was amazing! Give it up for Jesus! Whoa! That's so good. That is so good. Whose house are we in? We're in God's house. What do you do when you come to God's house? You talk to him, right? Would it be weird if I came to your house and I wouldn't talk to you? You're like, hey, Sister McCoy. And I went, you wouldn't have me back. You're like, who is this weirdo that won't talk to me in my own house? <laughs> so everybody, pick whichever hand you want. Stick one hand in the air. Left, right, I don't care. Close your eyes. We're going to talk to Jesus. Lord, we thank you. We can be in your house. We feel your spirit already here. And I'm so thankful that we can be here with you and enjoy your presence. We love you. And we can't wait to see what you're going to do in our hearts. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Thank you so much. Now, I have a puppet team out here. My puppet volunteers, if you can come up and help me, you can just come back behind this way. There should be room to walk, I hope. Yes, okay. All right, my puppet volunteers, come on back. Grab any puppet that's on the floor. Look at these guys. Woo! All right. They are amazing already, I can tell you, okay? So we're going to have a good time today. I feel the presence of the Lord in the house. Thank you, Pastor and Sister Pastor, for letting me come having the invitation. They are such wonderful people. They really are. Do you believe it? Yes. Gave me this cute little snack basket. Oh. <laughs> Put me up in a nice little place to stay. So thank you. I really appreciate everything. And I can't wait to see what God's going to do in your life. Everybody stick out one finger. Point at yourself. Say, I, I am going to believe in Jesus, in Jesus. Today. today. Is it true or did you just lie? All right. You believe in Jesus? We're talking about the fire of the Holy Ghost today. This is genuine apostolic ministry. We're going to feel his presence. And if you just respond to him, he's going to do a miracle in your life. I believe it. I believe it. Now, I think they're, they're set back there. All you have to do to get my little friends to come out and sing is count down from 10. Okay? 10, 9, 8, whatever. When you get down to zero, you shout, hit it! And you shout it so loud that that drippy thing in the back of your throat goes. All right, do you know what to do? All right, here we go. Sister, ready? Ten. Nine. Not yet, not yet. Oh, hey. 
and talent too, all right. Okay, I need you guys to do me a favor. Let's all stand. We're gonna make a sandwich this morning, okay? I need all the kids to come along the front and face me, just come stand along the front. Now, if these, any teenagers in the house, teenagers come behind them, okay? Spread all out along the front, spread all out. Now we need some room. Teenagers behind them. Now, if these are your kids, if you're kin to them, grandma, grandpa, mom, dad, auntie, uncle, whatever, come stand behind them, okay? Don't leave your kids up here all alone. That's a sad, sad feeling. And then, yep, and just spread all out along the front, guys. It's okay. You don't have to be in the middle. You can spread out. And then, if there's anybody else who's alive in the house, come on down and get behind them, okay? And if you're not alive, please see Pastor. He wants to help you. Okay? Come on down. Come join us. Come join us. Okay, now all you have to do is just do exactly what I do. Sound good? All right, hit it, sister. Ha-ha! Oh. Alright! <laughs> I like you guys already! You got it! Make a fountain! Could you kick that sound up a little bit for me, sister? Jesus. You're releasing, and we will never be denied. All right, we're going this way. Ready? Because we're stirring up deep, deep wells. This way. We're stirring up deep, deep waters. Dance. Don't forget your river. Dance. You got it. Because we're stirring up deep, deep wells. You got to move. Jump, jump, jump. Walk faster. Walk faster. Oh. 
but clap it out. Now, where Jesus goes is where I'm going to go. Where Jesus stays is where I'm going to stay. You want to go with? All right, here we go. Jump, 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 jump. Don't forget your river. Jump, jump. You got it. Don't forget your river. All right. If he goes to the left, then we'll go to the left. If he goes to the right, then we'll go to the right. We're gonna jump, 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 jump. You got it. Jump, 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 jump. Everybody, if he goes to the left, then we'll go to the left. If he goes to the right, then we'll go to the right. Now let's shout. Ready? Shout, 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 shout. have a partner I need a partner would you be my partner come on up come on up <laughs> give her a hand all right come on up <laughs> wow you are loved okay now, here's how it goes. Okay. Lap. Clap. Face your partner. Right hand. Clap. Left hand. Clap. And then both hands. Clap. Want to try that again? Lap. Clap. Hand. Clap. Hand. Clap. Both. Clap. Then on Savior, you do this cool ninja move where you hit this part of your arm against theirs. So it's, say, uh, other one, Savior. And for Jesus Christ, you put your hands above your head and slap them together three times. All right? You want to try that again? Lap, clap, right, clap, left, clap, both, clap. Savior, Jesus Christ. If you get lost, if you get lost, Jesus Christ is the place to come back, okay? We'll link together again. All right, now, when it says we sing glory, glory, we're going to be like the angels around the throne. We're going to wave our hands. Both now and forever, you go stomp, stomp, clap, stomp, stomp, clap, stomp, stomp, clap. You got it? Easy? And on the last part of the song, you guys are too good at that. What is up? <laughs> the last part of the song, they say, 2 Peter 3.18. On 3.18, you play rock, paper, scissors with your partner and see who wins. If you don't know how to play rock, paper, scissors, just pretend, okay? We don't want the kids to look at you with shame, all right? <laughs> all right, here we go. Hit it, sister. We got this, people. We got this. Are you ready? Go in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Go in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Go in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Go in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ.
sound lady if you wouldn't mind putting up my memory verse slide that'd be awesome we are going to learn a memory verse today all right now it's super easy to learn all you have to do is say it just like I say it pretty simple right the only problem is you're sitting down <laughs> okay stand up, stand up I promise no jumping no jumping all right okay here we go I'll say it and then you repeat after me okay here we go Joshua 616 Joshua said to the people, shout, for the Lord had given you the city. Joshua 6.16. You've got to be more, give me the high C on that teen. Ready? <laughs> Joshua 6.16. Wow, that's amazing. Joshua said to the people, Okay, now your job is to find somewhere else in the sanctuary to sit, anywhere you want. You can leave your stuff there because you're coming back. Unless you're paranoid, then take your purse. But go find somewhere else to sit. One, two, three, go. Anywhere you want, anywhere you want. Pick the best seat. Pick the seat you wish you would have picked when you first came. Pick the seat with somebody who has donuts. <laughs> just kidding, just kidding. Don't steal. All right, three, two, one. Okay, stand up. Joshua 6, 16. Joshua said to the people, shout, for the Lord has given you the city. One, two, three, go. Sit somewhere else. Go, go, go. <laughs> you're awesome. You're awesome. You got this. Okay, stand up. Joshua 6.16. Joshua said to the people, Shout! For the Lord has given you the city! Now this time, when you change spots, you have to go quietly like a ninja. One, two, three, go. Sister Sound Lady, would you put my flames back up? Thank you. Oh, yes, you're very quiet. 
very ninja-like. Thank you, thank you. Three, two, one. Okay, stand up. Joshua 6, 16. Joshua said to the people, Shout! For the Lord has given you the city! Now, last chair switch. You have to go hopping on one foot. Unless you're old, because I don't have insurance for knee replacements, okay? One, two, three, go! Pick a good spot! Pick a good spot! Carefully, carefully! Carefully! I'm just watching to see who thinks they're old. <laughs> Joshua 6, 16. Joshua said to the people, Shout! For the Lord has given you the city. Excellent. Now, here's how it works, okay? Before you can sit down, hey, if I just handed you some mints, come stand along the front, okay? If I gave you mints. All right, now these guys are your volunteers. Before you go back to your original seat, Come by them and say the verse to them, and they'll give you a mint, okay? Now, some of you are thinking, oh, this is just for the kids. No, no, no. Adults, some of you could use a breath mint right now. So, nothing, not at all. Okay, volunteers, maybe spread down a little bit so we have more room. All right, ready? Your job. Come to them. Say the verse. Three, two, one, go. I hear lots of shouting. Once you've said it, you can be seated. Yes, you can eat it. Eat it. Don't hold on to it. That'd be weird. It would get sticky. <laughs> we have the occasional trumpet still going off. Awesome. Once you get your mint, go have a seat, all right? Thank you so much. Volunteers, feel free to take one for yourself if you want one. All right, feel free. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right. Oh, thank you. Okay, so the first puppet song that we did today the puppets came up and they sang about what? Do you remember? They sang about love, joy, peace, patience, gentleness, kindness, faith, and self-control. What are those things? They're the what? Fruit of the Spirit. How do you get the fruit of the Spirit? If I asked you, hey, uh, what's your name? Trent. Hey, Trenton, could you go out in the parking lot and get me a honey crisp apple? Could you do it? What? Say it louder for the people in the back. Yes! To get the apple, you got to have the tree. You're really right. Good job. To get the fruit of the Spirit, you have to have the Spirit. Amen. God, I need more love. Who here would love more love? We all. Yeah, who here wants more joy? Anybody yes, want more patience? Parents. Yes, <laughs> Anybody want more self-control? Kids. <laughs> How do you get that stuff? When you plug into Jesus and he fills you up with his spirit. The Bible says it bubbles up. When you first, when you first receive the Holy Ghost, it bubbles up out of you in a language you've never learned before. We see that in the book of Acts. 
chapter 2. It happened over and over again in the Bible. We see people speaking in a new language they'd never learned before. That was the evidence that God put his spirit inside. But after that, how do you know God is with you? You show the fruit of his spirit. You find yourself with more joy and more love and more peace. But he also gives you power. Power to do the things Jesus did when he was here on the earth. He said, you would do the same things I do, but you've got to have his spirit. Is there anybody here today who's received his spirit? Is there anybody here who can testify that God is good and he does what he says? Amen. All right. Now, we are officially to the second half of the program. We're going to do another action song. I need to get all of the kids. Let's make a sandwich. Kids, come to the front. Teenagers, come behind them. If you're family to these guys... Get behind them, okay? And then anybody else who's alive in the house, come stand behind them. If you're not alive, please see Pastor. He wants to help you. Speaking of Pastor, where are you? Would you mind helping me out on this one? Now, Pastor, we need you to pick out five or six of the, the elders, the respected elders of the church. A respected elder. Jamie Conrad. Come on up here, sir. Nick Steele. Uh, I'm just kidding. Uh, let's see. Uh, Phil. Uh, Megan. Come on up. Selena. And Ruth. Come on, Ruth. All right, all right. Oh, we forgot somebody. Come on up, bro. All right. Now, now it's your job to follow your leaders as they follow me. I promise, no jumping, okay? <laughs> now, this is a song from the 80s when I was a kid and action songs first started being cool. It is not Father Abraham, if that's what you're thinking. This is an awesome song. Hit it. Here we go!
side of the building. All the ladies on this side. Okay, this is your official competition of the day. Gentlemen over here, ladies over here. I promise this is gonna be interesting, all right? Oh my, ladies, I do sense a victory. <laughs> All right, this is a volume challenge. So I have this feeling you ladies are gonna do really well. <laughs> but don't get cocky because sometimes when there's a lot of ladies, they don't shout and then they lose. Okay, now here's how it goes. You people in the sound booth, you are our unofficial, unbiased judges. All right, there's three of you back there. Oh. All right, now the song goes like this. You guys, you say, Romans. Romans. 16. 16. 19 says. 19 says. Wow, I may have spoken too soon. All right, ladies, you say, yeah. Okay, guys, I don't know. <laughs> All right, so it bounces back and forth. It goes, Romans, yeah, 16, yeah, 19 says, uh-huh. Does that make sense? And for the rest of it, just follow me. The words will show up on the screen. All right, hit it, sister. Whew, here we go. Make sure you guys are listening back there. Okay, guys, here we go. Ready? Pick it up. Of evil, be excellent at what is good, be innocent of evil. Okay, guys, here we go. Ready? Be excellent. Oh, my. At what is good. You guys are good. Be excellent at what is good. Be innocent. The next part for the God of peace will soon crush Satan, and God will crush him underneath your feet. And the God of peace will soon crush Satan, and God will crush him underneath your feet. And the God of peace will soon crush Satan underneath your feet. Come on, say it. God of peace will soon crush Satan underneath your feet. You got it. And the God of peace will soon crush Satan underneath your feet. And the God of peace will soon crush Satan underneath. Here we go, guys. with the pointing of a finger on the count of three would you tell us who wins one two three half of them say me <laughs> that was really close you guys who do you think actually did the guys or the girls 
my word. They gave it to the men. They were truly unbiased judges. <laughs> oh, my word. Wow. <laughs> that was so loud. My ears are like. <laughs> okay. The God of peace will soon crush Satan under whose feet? Whose? Your feet. You don't have to wait for Jesus to come back out of glory to finally defeat that problem you've had going on in your life for 17 years. You don't have to think some special preacher is going to come in here and have a sudden word that's going to take control over the addiction you've been battling for the last 15. The God of peace, he settles peace into you. Peace, what was that? That's part of the fruit of the spirit. He brings you peace that's going to overcome the stuff the devil has been dragging around in your life. We go to God sometimes and we're like, oh, Lord, this thing I'm dealing with is so horrible. It's so awful. Oh, my heart is broken. My life is wrecked. God's like, okay, okay. What is this terrible thing? This. Don't you see? Oh, that? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> you good? Is that all there was to it, God? <laughs> sometimes we wrestle with things. And we're just carrying them around. And we're barely making it. And God's like, whoa, 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 you're my child. Have you brought this to me yet? Have you approached me yet? Have you asked me to help you? Because sometimes you are one prayer away from the resolution of something you've been struggling with. You just never thought that maybe God would do something about it. It's a miracle I'm talking about today. We see a lot of miracles in the Bible. You saw them in the Old Testament, right? We talked about two stories today where miracles happen. One of them was this. What story was that? Pharaoh. Pharaoh. Who was the main character in that story? Moses. Moses. Now, that was powerful stuff, right? He had the stick. Bam. Whoa. He had amazing power because God told him what to do. And then who else are we talking about today? Joshua. Now, that's awesome, too. He's in the Old Testament, though. Do, are, do miracles only happen in the Old Testament? No. Are there any in the New Testament that you can remember? Yes. Okay, shout them out. What do you remember in the New Testament? Jesus do? Demons cast out? Okay, blind men see. Talked about Lazarus. He calmed the sea after he walked on the water. When the guy's ear got cut off and he, what did he do? Did he go, ew, gross. No, he picked it up and stuck it back on. Woman with the issue of blood. Do you guys remember anything? I don't mean it like that. I mean, do you remember any stories? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Fed the 5,000, yes. So, okay, okay, you've proved that they happened in the New Testament. But they stopped when the Bible, when you close the Bible, there's no more miracles, right? Oh, okay, raise your hand if you know of anybody who's ever had a miracle happen to them before. Ooh, that's quite a few hands. Okay, put your hands down. Raise your hand if a miracle has happened to you. Ooh, look at that. That's amazing. You want to hear my miracle story? I have one. Yes. I'd love to tell it. Okay. I was 14 years old, and I was working at a kid's camp uh, up in Minnesota, and I was a dorm mom, and the health inspector showed up, which is scary when you're a dorm mom because they want to come in, they look at your dorm, and make sure you're in compliance. Well, the beds were too far apart. And because I'm John Wayne, <laughs> I didn't make the kids get off the bunk beds to move it. I just grabbed that puppy and I jerked it to the side thinking I could move it over. 
which was fine, except the weight of the four girls up there on the top of that bed put a lot of stress on those joints, and it was a really old, rusty metal bed, and it snapped. The only problem was my hand was right there. And so the bed came crashing down on my hand, and the broken metal pieces went through my finger. And suddenly my finger was pointing in a different direction than it has ever pointed before. <laughs> I was screaming, and the girls were screaming, the mice were probably screaming. It was terrible! And somebody had this good idea. They're like, you know what you could do? All of us will just push up on the top of the bed real fast. It'll pull it out of her hand. They were right. It did. They're like, one, two, three. And they went, bam. And it came tearing out of the bones in my finger, which means now my finger was kind of a puddle of mush. Because <laughs> one finger can't take a whole lot of crushing, you know? So my mom was upstairs. She was a teacher at the camp. And you know, the first place you go when you're hurt is to your mom. So I ran upstairs and I banged on the door with this hand. And when she opened it, I went, mom, look. <laughs> I stuck my hand in her face. This finger was, you know, <laughs> it was awful. She was screaming, I was screaming. There was blood everywhere. She's like, oh, get my purse. We'll go to the hospital. Well, there was another Sunday school teacher in the room. And I heard her say, stop. We haven't prayed yet. I'm like, oh no, it's one of those Sunday school teachers. <laughs> Did I want to pray? No. <laughs> I'll just tell you, I'm not super spiritual, okay? When your finger is a puddle of mush, you want to go to the hospital. But she said, come here. So I walked over and I held out my hand and she got ice from the cooler and put it in a washcloth and put it on my hand and she said, we're going to pray. She put her hand on there and she said, be healed in the name of Jesus Christ right now. And she pulled that, that washcloth off. My finger looked just like this. If you look really hard, I've got one little cut. I had a cut on my, on my finger that was left open and they put a band-aid on it so I wouldn't get an infection. To go from being mashed and mangled to being totally fine. Now, tell me, why did God heal my finger? That's kind of silly, right? Wouldn't he save miracles and healings for, like, cancer and car crashes and near-death experiences, stuff like that? Why would he heal a finger? Huh? Ooh, that's a good answer. That's a good answer, too. He wants to build your faith. He loves you. Guess what? He cares about the stuff you care about. And he knew that I would tell you this story. And what glory he gets from a 15-minute experience and a silly 15, 14-year-old kid. Now, many of you have experienced miracles, and you know that the power of God is real. We were talking about Joshua if you think back to his situation, Joshua was the leader of the children of, yes, good job. And they were, God told them he was going to lead them to the promised land. And a whole bunch of stuff happened. There was a whole bunch of things they met and people they fought and all this stuff. But they came upon a city one time that uh, its name starts with a J. Do you remember it? Jericho. Jericho, yeah. It was surrounded by a huge wall. Now, I'm not talking like that wall, that kind of wall. I think if I really took a good run at it, because I'm John Wayne, I might could make a dent in that wall. But this, this wall was so big, you could drive a chariot on top. It was so big, you could have a house inside. It was huge. So God told them, I'm going to give you the city. And the people are like, OK. Let's see what God does. Is he going to drop stones from the sky and crush the wall? Or maybe he'll bring a fire and burn the wall down? I don't know. What's God going to do? God told them they were supposed to do what? March around the wall. How many times? Okay, how many days? Seven. On the first day, they walked around the wall how many times? Good. On the second day, they walked around the wall how many times? Follow the finger. The finger never lies. Okay, I'm in church, I promise. On the third day, they walked around the wall how many times? On the fourth day, they walked around the wall how many times? On the fifth day, they walked around the wall how many times? 
On the sixth day, they walked around the wall how many times? On the seventh day, they walked around the wall how many times? Seven. <laughs> yes. Now, did they walk around the wall screaming insults to the people inside Jericho? We're going to take you down. <laughs> Losers. Ha, ha, ha. Did they do that? No. no. The Bible said they were supposed to walk silently. How ridiculous is that? Now, they walked around the entire city. I'm not talking about walking around this building or walking around Walmart. It was an entire city with buildings and factories and farms and houses and buildings. And I already said that. There was so much there. It was huge. They lined up around the city and they walked. Why did they walk? To, you get an A. <laughs> God told them to. And they believed whatever he said, I'm doing it. You tell me to pour orange juice over my head, God, I'm doing it. Woo! I'll do it. I don't care. <laughs> He's already done a miracle for me. I believe it. He can tell me anything and I'll do it. I just got to know it's his voice. So day one, they walked around. And then again on day two, do you suppose the people inside of Jericho noticed them? What's up with those guys anyway? Dude. Right? Day three, they walked around again. Day four, they walked around again. Do you suppose anybody inside of Jericho was giving them a hard time? Yeah, I'm sure they were. Do you suppose by around day five, anybody wanted to quit? <laughs> God, there's not even a crack in this wall. <laughs> Why are we still out here marching around? Not one little stone has fallen off the wall. Why are we still here marching around? Day six, day seven, the last time around the wall, Joshua said to the people, shout. For the Lord has given you the city. Had the wall fallen down yet when they shouted? No, the New Testament says it was the faith of the people that brought that wall down. It was because their obedience to God, because they believed that he, what he said he was going to do, he was going to do. They shouted, even though they hadn't seen the miracle yet, and it came down. There's something powerful in a person who says, uh-uh, I believe. You've come too late to tell me God can't help me. Uh-uh, I believe. You can say whatever you want, friend. Have whatever doubts you want, but I'm getting my miracle because I believe. Now, I brought three miracle stories. I got three miracles caught on video. Would you like to see them? I want to increase your faith. I want you to believe in miracles. I want you to see them with your very eyes. This first video was taken from um, the live stream of the Virginia District Camp in 2021, and I want you to listen to this guy's testimony. Friday night at Ohio camp meeting, there were over 500 miracles that were accounted for. This past, uh, last week at Virginia District Youth Camp, a young lady, Marley Hunt, attending, called her parents on Tuesday night because her asthma was acting up so bad during worship, and she could barely get her inhalers to work. She then, after youth camps, over this weekend, put an Instagram post out. And I'm going to read that post to you. She said, I was diagnosed with asthma at a young age. I've never been able to worship or sing. She's the worship leader of her church at a capacity that I wanted to. The doctors told me I would be on an oxygen tank by 16 and on the lung transplant list at 18. She said, on Tuesday night, Landon Gore prayed for me. And he said, I speak the breath of God into you. She said, he did not know of my situation. Wednesday night, she said, I had an asthma attack five minutes into the service. Brother Gore then, by the end of service, called everyone to the front. And they began to pray that God would heal anyone that needed a healing. Is that right, Brother Jones? She said, I knew 
something was different when I left on Wednesday night. I had the privilege of attending service Thursday night. I stood in the sanctuary as I watched Marley Hunt run from the front all the way to the back and then run up to the front and then run back to the back. And then she stood by her daddy and began to dance and hold his hand. The power of the Holy Ghost all over her. And the asthma didn't act up one time. Her words, she said, Thursday, I worshiped and danced for three hours and had not a problem. 16 years of asthma, one encounter with Jesus, one night in a Virginia district youth camp where God did the miraculous. Her words, I went to every healing service and camp meeting there was. And I am so thankful for what God did at Virginia District Camp. She said, so don't ever give up. It may be that one more camp meeting or that one more church service, and it is going to change your life. Let's give God some praise. He's a healer. He's a healer. He made your body. He can heal it. How long had she prayed? Her whole life she'd had asthma. Do you think she'd ever been prayed for before? Yeah. yeah. But like the children of Israel, they marched day after day after day in obedience to the word of God. They had the faith. And in God's time, the wall came down. Is there stuff in your life that you've been praying for for year after year after year? And you're like, God, you don't seem to be answering me here. Am I not praying loud enough? Don't you hear me? Don't you see the pain I'm in? And God says, are you going to keep being obedient? Just keep walking. Just keep walking. Day seven is coming. Friend, it may be your day seven. Today may be the day of the miracle you've been asking for for so long. And God says, don't give up on me. Don't stop having faith. Miracle number two. Okay, I'm going to tell you about this before we watch it because it goes fast and you'll miss it. This happened in Pakistan. A man was at home with his wife or something like that, and he had a heart attack and died. She heard of an apostolic crusade that was happening about 45 minutes away. They picked up his dead body, and they walked there with it. And when they got to the, the meeting, they laid him on the floor, and those people prayed for him. And God brought him back to life. Do you want to see it? Yeah. All right, hit it. surprised than the dead guy, right? <laughs> He's like, what on earth? <laughs> I was just in my house. <laughs> what is going on? Where are all these people? Why are you screaming? <laughs> but they put his body there. Did they just walk over and say, oh God, raise him up. Oh, he didn't do it. Call the mortician. I guess we have no hope. Is that how they prayed? What'd they do? They laid their hands on him and they shook him a little bit. <laughs> and they kept praying and praying and praying. And then somebody saw his eye twitch. They're like, stand him up. They drug him up to his feet. And they kept praying and praying and praying until his eyes opened. And he looked around. Is there something dead in your life? Is there something that's been there for a long time and it just seems to have fizzled away? God says... Put your hand on that thing. They didn't pray once. They didn't pray quietly. You know, it's an apostolic meeting. If we had the audio to that meeting, they would have been like, <laughs> right? They prayed loud and with authority in whose name? Jesus. Jesus' name. You got something dead in your life? 
time, put your hand on that thing. And pray in the authority of the name of Jesus. Now, last video. This happened in the Philippines. They were having a church service, and a tornado started coming toward the church building. Instead of running for their life, <laughs> they went and stood outside, and they pointed their hands up at the tornado. And you watch as that tornado disappears right in front of your eyes. cares what you care about because when you walk out there and your life is in danger and you reach up and you say oh god help <laughs> now did they walk outside and say jesus do it oh, he didn't do it we gotta go no they went out there and they prayed and they prayed and they prayed and they prayed loud you heard it, it got loud man they prayed with authority they prayed in whose name and when they saw it start to disappear, did you hear the faith in their voice go up? They're like, oh, oh it's happening, it's happening. Pray louder, guys. <laughs> Instruments took off inside the building because they were excited. They knew God was about to do what they'd asked. Now, I've seen this miracle replicated in this ministry. Um, I was in Biggersville, Mississippi. I did a, they did this service there. On a Friday and on Saturday morning, they were having a big VBS like kickoff thing. Whatever, they had bouncy houses and water slides and whatever. Saturday morning, we got to church, and there was a huge storm, lightning and everything. They were to cancel the whole event. And the kids were so disappointed. And they said to the pastor's wife, Pastor, can't we, that video we saw yesterday, can't we go outside and pray against the storm? Now, the pastor's wife could have said, well, you know, guys, it's too dangerous to go. There's lightning and stuff, you know. But she saw their faith. She's like, okay, sure. All those little kids walked outside and they put their little hands up to the sky. And they said, in Jesus' name, that storm disappeared. The rain stopped. It came off the radar. There was no more storm. The power of children. Is it possible little kids can have enough faith to see a miracle of that size? Is it possible that somebody, what's your name? 
April? How old are you? 10. Oh, 10 is too young. No miracles for 10-year-olds. You've got to at least be 11, right? No. Can God use you to do a miracle? My daughter was five when my dad passed away. He got cancer. He was a minister, and we all thought for sure he'd live. We thought God would heal him, you know? But he, it was discovered so late, he barely survived past um, the diagnosis. And when he passed away, my mom was so heartbroken. She had such faith. She really believed God would heal him. And when he died, it just crushed something inside of her. Not long after that was um, kids' camp, and my little girl, she was five at the time, she received the Holy Ghost one night at camp. And my mom was watching her speak in tongues, and my mom was just crying because she, she's like, man, I, I know Ron would have loved to have seen his daughter, granddaughter get the Holy Ghost. He missed it by just a few months. And she just wept and wept. My daughter opened her eyes. She looked over and saw my mom crying, and she walked over, and she put her chubby little hand on my mom's forehead, and she said, Jesus, heal my granny's heart. And instantly she stopped crying. It doesn't mean that she didn't miss him anymore, but that pain, that, that suffering that she was feeling in that moment, God took it away. My daughter had the Holy Ghost 20 minutes, and God could use her for a miracle. What can he do with you? What power has he given you that you haven't tapped into because you just didn't think about it? I'm telling you today, he wants to use you. He wants to answer your prayers. He wants to meet you where you are. He cares about the stuff you care about. But you have to ask. He says, believe on me. And so many times we just hope, oh, I hope you'll do it. Oh, I'm going to pray. I wish God would do it. Stop wishing. Stop hoping. That's not faith. I believe. Believing is walking around a wall made of rock that hasn't moved in seven days. But when the preacher says, shout, they shout it, and that wall disappears. That's faith. So I have a way for you to express your faith tonight. Here's what I need. All adults and all kids, okay? Just pass them out and give them to everybody. All right. Hopefully that's enough. If not, we'll get more. All right. Everybody already has pens? This is an amazing church. Does anybody need one? Y'all got some? Oh, people in the front row, right? All right. All right. Look at you. There's pens in the chair. God knew I was coming. All right. Now, what I want you to write on this piece of paper is whatever it is. If you have extra papers, you can just throw them up there, okay? Yep, there's pens. Whatever it is that God has given you faith for today. While I've been talking, I know God has brought some things to your mind. Anybody else need a pen? He's brought some stuff to your mind. I want you to write it down in faith. Not wishing, not hoping, but believing. And you can write anything you want. It doesn't matter what it is. Nobody's going to read it. I promise you, I give you my solemn vow as an ordained minister. I don't lie in church <laughs> or anywhere. I mean, but especially not in church. Nobody's going to see this. It can be as personal as it needs to be. You can fold it in half. Nobody's going to see it. If it's something financial, emotional, do you need healing? Is there restoration that needs to happen in your family? Kids, if you're too young, like you don't know how to spell it or write it, draw a picture. God knows what you're doing. It's okay. Whatever it is, you believe God has given you faith for today. Because the Lord is saying very clearly to us, I'm here for you. You felt my presence in your, in your worship already. I've touched your heart. Now it's time for you to respond in faith. 
I have done this service multiple times. I've seen so many miracles happen in this service. There was a woman, an 18-year-old girl who came to the service. She was using a, a cane, a four-pronged cane, because her right leg had died seven years before. They didn't know why. She couldn't use it. It was completely numb. So she was very carefully walking with a cane. For the rest of her life, she was facing this. And she got in the line, and we started to pray. And all of a sudden, we saw this cane fling across the room. She's like, I don't need this no more. She started dancing. He healed her leg. And when her mom saw that God had healed her leg, she said, well, if God can heal my daughter, he can heal me too. She was born without muscles in this part of her arm. Her arm had been contracted her whole life. And she said, well, pray for me too. So we started to pray for her, and she reached her arm out in praise to God. That is amazing stuff.